Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And this is Lindsay. And today, Lindsay, we are going to one of the most preserved ghost towns in the American West. Hmm. Okay. I don't, I do not know where that would be. Maybe Arizona somewhere? No, that's a good guess. I think of like okay. Tombstone. When right. I that's of... where I was headed, right? No, this is in a place we've covered before this state, but this is really kind of in the middle of nowhere. It is in Montana. And I mean, this is in a kind of ghost town, I guess I would call it, but it is the most haunted building in the city. So if you're the most haunted building in a ghost town, I think that's a good sign for some hauntings. This is your haunted holiday at the Bonanza Inn in Virginia City, Montana. Before we get started, Lisa, I did want to remind our listeners that we are going to St. Augustine and touring the lighthouse, uh, the St. Augustine lighthouse, the notoriously haunted place. So we do still have some room. We've had a couple of listeners reach out. We're looking for listeners who are potentially living nearby St. Augustine or might be in the area around September 16th. So we still have some space. Um, so let us know if you're interested. Go to yourhauntedholiday.com and hit contact us. And don't be shy about it. If you want to go out there, we're really looking forward to meeting a few people that listen to the show and just get some ghost hunting at an epic location. Yeah, I'm so excited about that trip. Yes. Okay, but let's talk about the Bonanza Inn. This is a place I had never heard of before, and I was just kind of looking up different locations that are in Montana because Montana... It's just kind of a cool place. I've never been there before. This Virginia city is not that far from Yellowstone. So if you happen to be visiting Yellowstone and you want to take a little bit of a road trip and stay at a pretty spooky looking place in town, this is going to be kind of a, a neat location, I would think, for a road trip. Okay, so this place actually started out in 1866 as a courthouse before Montana was even a state. It was actually just a territory at the time. And the reason it was built, so Virginia City, all of a sudden some guy found gold and he tried to hide the fact that he found gold. He was trying to like go get equipment and stuff like that. And some people noticed that he had like bags full of gold and decided to kind of follow him and the town just blew up all of a sudden thousands of people started flocking to virginia city panning for gold mining for gold and it really was a huge location for this in fact in the 18th and 19th century over a hundred million dollars in gold was discovered here wow that's amazing yes but with this came crime people were robbing people of their gold their belongings etc there was murder just rampant here and it was a territory so there wasn't a whole lot of laws or anybody really doing anything about this murder taking place and just violent criminal acts so they created the courthouse there was another thing to note 
is, you know, really the only law that was going on at the time was vigilantes. And sometimes these vigilantes, they say, weren't very good either. But they would actually catch people that were robbing stagecoaches or whatever. And then they would take them back to the courthouse, the town, and they would hang them there. Mm. The, the fact that it was like a gold rush really reminds me of like Deadwood, for instance. And then you've got like Tombstone, which I think was silver, was actually what they were mining for there. But it's kind of similar, like this little town blows up because people are mining for, you know, valuables, essentially, right? Gold and silver. And there's no law. There's no government there to kind of say, hey, this is what you can and can't do. And then all hell breaks loose but you get like those herbs you know they they started running the town right <laughs> exactly that's exactly what happened here there's just a bunch of crazy people trying to get other people's gold murdering people over money and mayhem ensues in this town essentially and this being a courthouse for the territory a lot of the action happened right here around this building Mayhem aside, there is a nice part of this, kind of, in 1876, so not that long after, about 10 years later, there was three nuns that actually came to the location and they opened up a hospital called the St. Mary's Hospital for Minors. And essentially what they did here is just care for people that were injured as a result of mining, whatever the case is. We don't know that anybody died in the location at that time, but I mean, again, going back to hospitals, granted, it's not some huge hotel or something the way, you know, like the Biltmore was in Miami for the military during World War II. So it's small, but that also means, you know, you really just have nuns caring for you. So if somebody gets sick, is dying, I mean, they don't really have a lot going on there in order to help you in terms of like surgery or, or something like that. So a lot of it, I think, was providing comfort and general care. So this this place, this particular building that's the end today was the courthouse and also was a hospital at one point, essentially. Kind of a makeshift. Correct. Correct. Okay. Well, and we know about hospitals. I mean, they're haunted. Let's be real. People die there. Especially back in the 1800s with crazy murder and mayhem happening. I would imagine <laughs> right. people died here, right? One of the most known of the sisters that was there running this hospital is Sister Irene. She was really known to be a caring force. I bring this up because, spoiler alert, she's probably hot in this place. <laughs> I love the spoiler alerts. <laughs> but as far as I know, she did not pass away here. But it's interesting that she may be coming back. Later, the mining situation died down. Gold, you know, was getting a little bit depleted. I mean, there's still some there today, but it wasn't what it was at the time. And so the town, as a result of that, kind of turned into a bit of a ghost town as well. In the 1940s, the building was remodeled and turned into a hotel. 
Later in the 1990s, it was purchased by the state and they actually used it to house workers that needed some place to say, stay. So maybe a worker that was, you know, working overnight in a different town rather than put them up in a hotel, they might actually put them up here. And today, it is actually still owned by the state. However, they rent the rooms out and there's a website that you can go to, but they actually are rented out on Airbnb. So it took me wow. a little bit to find it, but I'll tell you the website that you need to go in order to find the rooms available later in the show. So this isn't your your typical hotel. This is this is a government-owned building that they they rent rooms out to just anybody, I guess, right? If it's on Airbnb, but maybe someone passing through, but there's there's not a whole lot to do in Virginia City, I imagine. I, I hate to talk poorly, make assumptions here. I'm sure there's lots to do in Virginia City, right? But I mean, what are people even going there for? I mean, think of it a lot like Deadwood and some of these older ghost towns, right? Like you're going basically to the past here on some vacation there mm. is a main street with bars there are things to do like you can go pan for gold uh there's so there's family activities and stuff like that and virginia city also from what i understand has some local ghost walking tours that you can go on so although it's a ghost town i mean there are still people there and people primarily go there to kind of experience the ghost town maybe they're they're headed to Yellowstone or leaving Yellowstone. Gotcha. So it's like a cool Old West vacation kind of stop. Your Haunted Holiday now has Patreon. That's right. If you're a YHH addict and just want more, you can now get access to early released episodes and member exclusive episodes. Exclusive episodes will feature exciting new paranormal topics that don't fit our typical format, but I am dying to discuss them with our listeners. Think Bigfoot, UFOs, and other infamous hauntings. You can also get updates on some of our most recent trips with content that just didn't really fit into one of our normal episodes. Sign up now at patreon.com forward slash your haunted holiday or go to yourhauntedholiday.com to find the link. So the first reports of ghosts in the Bonanza Inn started when it was converted into a hotel. So around 1940 into the 50s, people started noticing some strange activity. And I gotta say, like, there is actually a lot of really interesting haunting reports that really kind of run the gamut. You know, a lot of times you try to look these places up and it's like, you know, one dude that you might see once and that's like the only ghost story. This place has like a gazillion things going on here that are almost all fascinating. So it's not like strange whale activity or you hey, know, I like really the... big. Hey, I like that too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but it sounds like there's some more specific kind of patterns that we're seeing maybe at this place. There definitely are. So the 
biggest ghost that this place is known for in terms of people is that sister Irene that I mentioned who was there and worked at it when it was a hospital for minors and they say that she is really there to watch over people that are sick or depressed she's supposed to be a very comforting figure she may even pat people on the head but she's actually seen in the hotel itself specifically in room one room one is considered the most haunted room by the way so a lot of these stories that I'm going to tell you are surrounding that room but in this hotel in particular that's where she tends to hang out but she also hangs out outside of the hotel she is seen as a shadowy black cloaked I mean which is a terrifying thought super but super scary but it's a nun so I mean the black cloak Makes shouldn't sense, be yeah. so scary I suppose but if you're not expecting it I would imagine it would be terrifying but she's like wandering around the streets just outside oh. this hotel. And sometimes she's even seen sitting in a pew in the local church, like praying. Huh. You know, it just goes to show, uh, you know, I know a lot of people are scared of ghosts, myself included. I mean, it's the unknown. You usually can't see them. But I mean, they're not all bad. These are just people, right? And, and in this case, you had a person who was sounds like a really nice, caring person. And she's brought that same trait with her to the afterlife, right? Yes, and unfortunately for this place, that's about where the niceties ends in oh. terms of ghosts. Now, I'm not saying that there's anything like crazy evil here, but there's certainly like some very, I find scary things, okay? So, you know, footsteps, children laughing, okay. scary. Creepy. There's like old people smell is what people have reported, which I think goes back to like the perfumes that the nuns were wearing or, you know, whoever was staying there at the time. I don't really Maybe. know what old people smell is exactly, but I did actually see a couple reports of that, which was interesting. You know what I always think of is like that that perfume, right? That maybe someone would have worn like way back in the day or like really florally scents. Mm -hmm. I think of like, uh, sounds terrible, but like when I go to a funeral, I feel like the same smells are around. And a lot of times it's the flowers. Yes. And that's what I get. But I mean, eh, it's hard to say. It's funny you say that because some people have described it as, you know, an older person's scent or a very floral scent. So maybe they're really one in the same. Maybe. That's that's what I picture. Okay, so let's go back to room one for a second. That is where our sister Irene is, kind of looking over the place. But in 1975, they were actually filming a movie in town, and some of the crew members of this movie were staying there. And essentially what happened in this room to this crew member is he heard a banging on his door in the middle of the night, and he woke up, goes to the door, nobody's there. Then, like right as he's done checking the door, suddenly there's a knocking on his window in the room. He opens the blinds, there is nobody there, and then all of a sudden the banging on the door started up again, then the window, back and forth several times, totally freaked this dude out, he gathered his stuff and got the hell out of there and slept in his car. I mean, so my first thought is like, people are scarier than ghosts, and what if that were some people screwing with them? Because then you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm surrounded, um, although... You know, hard to say. Maybe they had some sort of easy way to hide and, and 
do this to mess with him and do a prank like this. But I don't know. It sounds like maybe a poltergeist. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Another person reported that there was, it felt almost like somebody was underneath their bed, actually plucking at the bed springs of the mattress. Why on earth would a ghost do that? Like, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I mean, it sounds kind of like this ghost is messing with people if that was a ghost that did the knocking thing to the previous yeah, person. So that's true. I mean, why pluck at the mattress springs? Why not just like shake the bed? You know, that would be way scarier. They're getting creative over there at the Bonanza Inn. <laughs> They're bored. <laughs> the guys are just getting creative over there. They're trying to find new ways to scare people. They're like, maybe if I pluck at these bed springs, I'll really play with their head. <laughs> what I do really like, though, is that this is a specific experience that someone had. And it's it's great when we can, you know, hear what these experiences are that people had. And then you can go stay there. Maybe you have a similar experience. Maybe you can debunk it in that moment. Or maybe it's a ghost. You never know. The creepiest story that I have heard from this room, and honestly, this is this is really creepy to me. There's a couple instances of this. So one woman actually, she was actually the first person to stay in room number one for years okay like it had been kind of closed up you know that hotel died down it opened up to the state workers and the first person to actually stay the night in there after it was closed for like 20 years woke up in the middle of the night to a man in a wide-brimmed hat staring at her from the Ooh. foot of the bed oh my gosh that's hat man kind of thing like that's terrifying it's like creeper ghosts with a hat oh it could have been hat man though like i feel like it could have been that ominous oh it gives me the chills the hat man so for our listeners that aren't familiar this is like a phenomena that apparently happens all over the world people say they see a shadow man figure with a hat and so anytime i see like or hear about a ghost that's wearing a hat like kind of a shadowy figure i always think oh my gosh hat man it's so scary to me just the thought it's like what I would dread I've never seen it thank god but it's just terrifying the idea of it being a hat man it is so prepare yourself Lindsay because in another instance later there was another woman who was hanging out in the room and just had this feeling like somebody is staring at me from outside the window she couldn't see anybody at this moment. I think the blinds were closed, but she just felt it. So she goes over to the window, opens the blinds, and there's a man in a wide-brimmed hat staring back at her. Super scary. Now, could she see his face? Was he a person or was he a, a ghost? It was the same ghost. So in the previous instance, the it wasn't really a man. It faded away like right in mm. front of her eyes and I believe it did the same here super creepy uh but kind of awesome all at the same time odds are high I mean I talk hat man talk just because it scares me so much but maybe it's just a guy that stayed there that wore a wide brimmed hat I mean it was the west it, it would make sense more than likely more than likely that's probably the case Okay, so let's get to some more ominous locations. So we've talked about room number one. That is actually the place you probably want to stay. But 
In rooms six, seven, and eight, they think there is more ominous activity. Now, I'm not talking a demon, but definitely not friendly, whatever is in these rooms. For example, if you were to try to take a dog in there, they say dogs will not enter these rooms. They will just flat out refuse, which to me is like something ain't right if a dog is not going to enter a room. Yeah, I agree. I think dogs maybe you know they're obviously their senses are you know a lot more powerful than ours maybe they can pick up on these things that's interesting is it a dog friendly hotel then i'm not sure because it's an airbnb so you'd probably i didn't see anything about it being pet friendly on the website but i'm sure you could reach out to the host and and see if that's something that that you could do all right so some other things that there's a couple things that aren't that bad one thing that i thought was actually a really cool story was i believe it was in room seven somebody heard the sound of like water splashing almost like it was in a bowl but it was just out of nowhere and what they found out was the nuns when it was a hospital would use water basins to give people like sponge baths to clean wounds and they think that noise that they were hearing was from that Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Yeah, I wonder if you could, I wonder how often that occurs, right? And how often people hear it. Yeah. The other thing that is not too bad, although it is kind of creepy, there was somebody who was staying there and they had heard in the middle of the night, somebody almost like they were laying down on their bed snoring. So mm-hmm. I almost think like, I don't know, maybe it's residual energy of somebody that stayed there a long time and was a snorer or maybe it's ghosts messing with people's heads again because this guy like scrambled out of the room (laughs) never went back you know it's interesting when you hear about guests like scrambling out of rooms and stuff it tells me there's usually something going on yeah maybe it's a poltergeist that's hanging out in this place and just messing with people although i feel like if if snorers were to be like a residual haunt, you know, any place they stayed a long time. I feel like there's going to be a whole lot of haunted houses with some snores around the country, around the world. <laughs> I mean, think about it, right? <laughs> the other thing that these rooms are really, really known for is people getting really severely pinched and so severely pinched that they will actually bruise as a result of this or sometimes even get like almost like blisters on them and this not only happens in those rooms but it can happen in the hallway of this place quite a bit so people get poked pinched and it is like not like a friendly little pinch it's like a ow right like it meant to inflict some sort of pain on that person that's that's interesting and to me the scariest story of this comes from room six apparently they had a bunch of different volunteers staying in this place for several days and there was a smoke detector that went off and there was no actual fire. However, you still have to evacuate and do the whole thing. And people were like, where did, you know, I don't know, I'm gonna make up the name, Larry go. You know, Larry's not here, what room is he staying in? Let's go make sure he's okay. They go and they knock on Larry's door and he's like, I can't get out of bed, but there's no smoke in here. I don't know what to do. And somebody went to go get the key and had turned on the light to the hallway and suddenly he was able to get up. And what he described afterwards 
while the smoke alarm was going off and he was supposed to be evacuating with everybody else, he said that it felt as if somebody was sitting on his chest and would not let him up. And as soon as the light turned on from somebody else, suddenly it was like it released and he was able to actually get up and walk out of the room. But whatever it was, was powerful enough that he like physically could not get out of bed. That's super scary. It reminds me of what people say like sleep paralysis might be, right? So you think maybe that's what it was, but... Oh, that's really creepy. I That's kind of like one of my worst nightmare scenarios. I agree. I, I also thought of maybe sleep paralysis, but it felt like this went on for a while. You know, they yeah. were looking for him. Sleep paralysis is usually terrifying, but a pretty quick situation. I mean, this guy was apparently stuck in the bed for a while. So that sounds like a bad spirit. It could be. I mean, who knows? It could be that there's some sort of negative energy hanging around or or maybe just some spirit that isn't happy to have people there. So, Lindsay, this place honestly looks like a blast. I think the town looks fun. It reminds me of vacations that we used to go on when we were kids, staying at these old Western towns where you can pan for gold and, you know, go see different trails and get different tours and see, you know, gun shootouts in the main street and stuff like that. I mean, that really, truly does look like a lot of fun. And I mean, this place, honestly, it's cute. Like from the outside, They've clearly like repainted it, added some nice like Adirondack like chairs. So this is certainly not a fancy place. It's only got seven rooms in it, I believe. So it's small. So it's very quaint, I guess I would I would put it that way. It is it has been redone nicely so that I would describe it as cozy and clean. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Cozy and clean. I can I can get behind that cozy and clean is exactly how I would describe it. The reviews really all say it was clean. It was a good stay. It was really close to the bars in the downtown area on Main Street. And if you want to book a room here where you're going to want to go, if you Google Bonanza Inn, Airbnb links will likely come up, but they're all really housed at a website called heritageaccommodations.com, which is run by the state of Montana. And from there, you can click a link and it will pull up all the different rooms that are available to you. And what's funny is on that website, there's like a little video and it shows you what the rooms look like and, and stuff like that. And it's like, haunted or not, you'll enjoy your stay. So they kind of embrace the ghost, but they don't go into it in a lot of detail. It's not it's not a very like extravagant website in terms of giving you like the history and, and all of that. It's very simplistic, but they acknowledge the haunting. That's so interesting that the state of Montana acknowledges the haunting, even if it's just a little bit. I mean, think about it. The Sally House, I believe, yeah. is is owned by either the state or the city of Atchison. Um, but this place is pretty reasonably priced. Again, it, what, what I like about this place <laughs> is that it's old. It's not like remodeled to be super fancy or anything, but it also doesn't have like a bunch of creepy stuff everywhere. So like you're going to be really comfortable <laughs> if you stay here. Right. It's not overloaded with just 
supposedly antique kind of things. It's not overloaded with with junk. No, it looks like it's going to be comfortable for you. And it is $86 a night. Whoa, that's a great deal. Yeah, not too bad. Do the rooms look like pretty typical like hotel rooms or are these Airbnb with a kitchen and stuff like that? Good question. They look like pretty typical hotel rooms, although pretty small. So like in room number one, for example, the occupancy for that is two people. But the bed, it might have been a queen, but it also might have been a double. It really okay. wasn't wasn't clear. So um, just something to keep in mind. You're not going to be able to pack, you know, five people into one of these rooms. All right. Well, we really appreciate everyone listening to the show. This place sounds kind of cool. Like I, I really, this might be a good little road trip up there and see if we can possibly bring a dog to test that theory out. Right. But there's lots of good specific information around what people's experiences have been that we can actively look for and, you know, see if we can get some evidence. Right. That's so interesting. So Thank you, everyone that listens to this show every week. It means so much to us. If, if you're enjoying it, please rate us five stars um, and leave a comment. We love reading them. It means a lot to us. Also, if you want to recommend an episode or even just send us a ghost story that you have that we could read out on the air, go to yourhauntedholiday.com. Hit contact us and send us an email. We love getting emails from our listeners. Like what Lisa said about St. Augustine earlier, don't be shy. Feel free. Go ahead. Send us the email. We, we just enjoy it so much. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a great week. Stay safe and healthy, everybody. 